0: welcome to the homeschool unlocked podcast the show that helps parents see homeschooling as a unique opportunity so forget fear you can inspire you can guide your child homeschool unlocked it's not school it's life are you ready for my dad joke
1: I, I don't think I'm ever ready for such a joke, but I'm ready now. Knock, knock. Who's there? Noble. Noble who?
0: Nobel. That's why I'm knocking.
1: All right. All <laughs> right. That's a that's a good three out of ten, my love. <laughs> solid. <laughs> that's a solid one. Did you make that one
0: up? I think if I said it... Wait, try that again. No, like Nobel. Nobel Peace Prize. Nobel. Okay, knock, knock. Who's there? Nobel. Nobel who? No bell. That's why I'm
1: knocking. Better. Very good. We're going to keep all that? Excellent. So, beautiful people, welcome back to uh, part two of an episode entitled pressures and measures, right, because I know we ended last episode going into some specific measures, the concept being um, there are specific domains of instruction, and so let's identify some of those. Since we've identified them, what are some of the things we can measure inside them? So we're going to expand on that just a little bit. Here's some great insight from the queen there in some of the domains. So we're going to start off with the first one, which is the easy one, the academic domain, right, with regards to measures, Let me just introduce myself. My name is Jesus Aviles. I am one of the two dynamic duo here at Homeschool Unlocked. The second is? Hi,
0: my name is Monica Aviles, and I am so glad that you're joining us today. Thank you for taking time from your day to learn about how you can view homeschool as being related to all about preparing your children for life.
1: Just like life, you want to measure progress or forward movement. In something, And so, you know, we're homeschool. We say to you, hey, you should homeschool, add it to the bucket list because there's an experience there to be had. But part of that experience is success. And we want you to work toward that however you define that. And so when you're thinking about what domains of success do I want to focus in on and measure, the first of those domains is the academic domain, right? I mean, it's school. We're going to go into some other little areas that are going to be pretty dynamic in your brain. But right now we're talking about school. Let's go to the basic: Reading, writing. And arithmetic. That's the first domain.
0: Looking at that, we're talking about how do you enhance academic type learning and understanding. We're not talking about academics as limited to worksheets mm-hmm. and grades.
1: And my little universe of uh, school psychology, this would be called crystallized intelligence. It's the type of intelligence and material that is easily and frequently taught in schools. And so, just in case you ever come across information or data or if you yourself are sitting with reports tied to your kids you come across that term crystallized intelligence this is what it's talking about like materials and skills that could be directly taught in school setting
0: academic how we're looking at it in our homeschool instead of just reading and the child does the reading independently it's i read to the children when it comes to writing There will be more like along the lines of copy work. Or I might, for example, if we're working on a paper together, I will type it up and then they have to trace over the letters. With mathematics, it is more of a math sense. We don't really start formal mathematics in our homeschool until they're in middle school. Until then, it's cooking, it's just talking about math, playing card games, measuring things, making things. But all these activities are enhancing the crystallized academics that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so
1: if you, I, I'll chime in just a little bit because one of the domains we, we may talk about in this episode a little later, later is, is the cognitive domain. But the reality is whether I'm talking communication, academics, living skills, social, emotional behavior, regardless of any domain that we're going to talk about on this particular episode, the reality is because it rests in the brain, because the skills rest in the brain, it could technically fall into that cognitive domain. Let's let's go into the academic piece, right? We had made the comment that might have, you know, had half of you that were listening to this drop formal mathematics until middle school. Now listen, when you think of mathematics, essentially you're looking at procedural knowledge, right? This is what we would call it in our world when I do my assessment, in the assessment world. Can a child engage in, you know, uh, sequence and procedures and track and sustain attention and have what we would call working memory. What we tend to do at the Aviles Home is all these skills that I know are required to to successfully achieve math, you know, sequence, keep things in order. It's almost like a, a a visual graph paper, right? Like these skills and abilities that are embedded in the ability to do math, and we can talk about reading too if Monica wants to, but for with regards to mathematics, it's all about sequence, and it's all about procedures, and it's all about working memory. If you have those three things, you're able to do mathematics. All we need to do now is just find a type of mathematics the kid is interested in, it comes easy to them, and they enjoy, and then they blossom. All of our kids have quote-unquote learned what they've learned outside the traditional development window many of you have fears that wow if they don't do x by the middle of second grade they'll never be able to do it fluently or effectively i'm here to tell you any window that you can possibly imagine we've we've gone beyond that by months and sometimes by years because when the kids ready the kids ready so i'll go back to mathematics so you got procedural knowledge you got sequence and so how can you build mathematics in a child to think mathematically to stri- to think structurally to sequence either the consequences of something that they do or in terms of uh, deducing a-, a conclusion giving them pieces of information and saying hey what could you get you see mathematics is all over the place we just choose to understand math in terms of numbers with re- which represent value so if you remove that concept of the physical number representing value but you think of mathematics as sequence order Man, you can find all kind of board games tied to that. You can teach all the skills necessary for mathematics from board games at a young age. Things where you put things in different order and they need to put it in in a particular order. Things that say, okay, hey, what's the pattern here? What's the next pattern? This is all mathematical type analytical thinking, right? This is all super duper right brain stuff. So if you want, you can look at analytical thinking. You can look at right brain stuff. One of the things you would probably Google should be, you know, algebraic thinking. This is stuff that you embed early at a young age, and then as the child progresses in age, then you begin to introduce this visual, which is a number, and then you begin to introduce this concept of value to each of those numbers, just like you would letters, right? So um, I've done a lot of talking, but, but I'll let Monica chime in a little bit, and then I'll, I'll see if I can talk a little bit more about reading if possible.
0: I actually think that we are probably going to just talk about these two things, and that's what this episode is going to be about. Okay. So... Because really and truly, math is such a difficult, um, it just can become a very stressful uh, activity mm-hmm. in the homeschool environment. Here's a couple of things I want like when you were sharing, a couple of things came to mind. Do you like math? So mom, dad, if you like math, and you are, for example, an engineer, and you have no problem not only you enjoy it, but explaining it in a way that a child can understand or learning how to explain it in a way that a child can understand, then by all means, you can start math, formal math. I'm going to yeah. call it formal, formal math, math. yeah. At a younger age than we did. Um, but a couple of, th- you know, just there's so much. For example, Jesus, my husband, he statistically speaking should not have gone to college. He should not have gone. gotten a specialist. He, he, there's so many things with his degree, with his um, work experience that statistically speaking, he shouldn't have achieved. Now, I say that because we just want to keep that in mind that although statistics are important, we can use them to inform our decision, but we don't have to feel like they're They've got a chokehold on us. And so if you're thinking, oh, no, my child is going to be horrible. They'll never understand math. If they don't do this, they don't finish this level by this age. That's not necessarily the case at all. Hmm. So, you know, one of the reasons that we chose to put off formal math is because we felt very comfortable that we were still, you know, like Jesus said, Uh, Processing attention, looking at patterns, talking about math, playing games. And I do have a tough time explaining math. It's so funny. You know, you don't really realize some of the holes in your own education until you start having to explain something to your children. Mm -hmm. They say, if you don't know how to explain something uh, very simply, then you don't have enough of an understanding of the subject matter. And so, you know, I love talking about this because. I can say, for example, our son, we didn't start formal math with any of our children um, until they were finishing up what, what we would look at as 7th grade. No, wait. Mm, yep, 7th grade. Well, 7th grade. And so, um, and we actually, they we started, we chose an online program for that. And there's, we really enjoy it. We chose it for several different reasons. But one of the things that I thought was really key is, that I didn't want them to hate math. And so if I, I just, we never found a curriculum that we wanted to go super far with. And so we thought we'll just keep on practicing these skills, talking about math, having these conversations, and then we'll have them start using a curriculum, an online curriculum that explains math in a way that is super fun and engaging and has lots of support but on top of that, they
1: are not burnt out. So if you don't mind, I, I wanna I wanna bring in some I wanna pause a little bit to bring some context to the context to the context. Okay. Right? So we're talking about enjoying homeschool environment, that experience, right? Let me bring some context into that, right? One layer back. We believe here at Homeschool Unlocked it's about skill building, not necessarily Uh, content knowledge that we're building, right? So take another step back to that. When Monica had mentioned we hadn't taught formal mathematics until seventh grade, um, we've actually been working on mathematics since the kids started school. Now, how do we do that? So at the younger age, and we've talked about it in several different episodes, at a young, young age, we're dealing with, we're trying to teach to their strongest skill set, which is memory. Our kids mm-hmm, simply mm-hmm. absorb. And so you want to, you know, you want to work with that a little bit, right? You want them to absorb material, right? Memorize material that they hear, that they see. Also, you want to bring in the tactile piece, stuff they can put their hands on, right? Hey, this is what this. So so mathematics in, in our home, has math has been taught at our home since our kids before kids started kindergarten through song, memorizing um, you know, skip counting the twos, the threes, the fours, the fives, like these are like all the answers to the multiplication questions, right? Five times five equals twenty five, right? So for example, our kids learned that in a song. Five times five twenty five. Five times six is thirty, right? So they've been working on mathematics. Officially, since they began, but we're only covering mathematics in terms of what's memorized, not necessarily working math problems out, not necessarily putting on a sheet of paper, here's 345 minus 180, right? That, you know... Trust me when I tell you, by the time we hit seventh grade, they've done some of that on their own, but our emphasis has been on memorizing math facts, math equations, math facts, algebraic facts, the names of, you know, all the stuff tied to geometry, so that when we shift over into the second phase of learning, right, from what is it, right, where memory is strong, it becomes why is it going into reasoning now in that middle school age right 6th 7th 8th grade right right around that range now we can now they begin to generate s- some more interest they begin to have more questions and then now we're ready to dive into mathematics and and now when we're doing long division they've memorized you know already they've already memorized symbols and the concept of sum and difference and the definitions of all these mathematical terms and we're not teaching vocabulary while actually teaching the task This is what becomes difficult when you teach in a modern school system where you spiral information, where anytime anything new is being introduced, the vocabulary for that is also being introduced. So now you're asking kids to work stuff out while trying to memorize, and the whole memorize window has been been back there. So when we hit the reasoning it becomes we're bringing back stuff that they've already memorized. So we're asking them to literally reason more than if it was in the modern school system where they would have to both memorize and reason simultaneously, which which kind of throws some kids off at that particular age.
0: Yeah, and when we started this with our oldest of the families that we knew, we were pretty much the only family that I knew that that only chose to focus on memory work. Yeah. So talk about really going against the grain. Really, we, not only are we homeschooling, but then of the homeschoolers that we knew, we were not doing, you know, we weren't sitting down to do math worksheets. But I'm going to be honest with you guys. Our 20-year-old is now using math as a welder, and he even went on to pipe fitting. Even before that, which all requires math, with pipe fitting, he's got to take measurements. All the, I mean, just it's, he's got to be so exact. And even before that, we went to the technical college and he had to pass a test. He went to take the math test, pass the English test, no problem. I get back from him that he didn't pass the math, which I'm super surprised about because he was very strong. He finished all his math courses once he started, went all the way through with math courses. And anyways, I was super surprised that he failed the math. But what happened is they were using a test that required them to use common core math which is different. And so he actually had, he could have waited up to two years to take this exam and pass it. He decided he didn't want to wait. He wanted to just complete it. So he taught himself how to do math in that style and a month later passed that math exam. So we're talking about our firstborn, you know, he's our guinea pig, and yet he was able to achieve because we always were using math, we were always interacting with math
1: and if and if I can say, you know he knew how to learn new material, mm-hmm. we taught him how to approach new things. first, you address the vocabulary, and then you begin to go in deeper. so the first thing he did is he understood the terms, he had to understand how the questions were being posed, it just I mean, it was to that particular degree. When we say you have to teach the test, most of the time you can't necessarily teach achieving success on questions. But when you say teach the test, items are asked in a particular format, right? And so kids get drilled on the format of questions all the time. So he had to learn that for himself. He he experienced it. He learned it. He has a love of learning. He knows how to approach new things. Mm -hmm. And with those two things, and then the third, which we talked about here, our kids grow steadily. When you homeschool your kids, they grow steadily in taking responsibility for their own education. And so he saw, he didn't understand why he achieved it. Finally, he understood it. And then, you know what? Instead of two years, instead of me moving forward in the program, knowing that I have two years to kind of figure this out, and I'm sure I will, he said, I'm going to take care of this now. Because he loved learning. He knew how to learn. Right? And he took responsibility for his education. And so, you know, we went a long time talking about mathematics. I'd love to talk a little bit about reading. I don't know if I have a lot of time tied to that.
0: Well, I think we're going to have to wait till next episode.
1: Next episode, Um, we'll go into reading. We're going to dive into reading. You're going to be fascinated by it. We're going to talk about what's happening in the cognitive brain tied to reading. And so, how, if you don't teach formal reading until age 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever you choose to do, there are skills and things you can do prior to that.
0: Yep. And definitely, if your child really loves math like it is a language that they just want to speak then also that would affect what what you include and what you incorporate in your homeschool environment by all means you have the freedom to do that it's beautiful when you're homeschooling you're the lead learner and so
1: so we go back to the concept of jesus taking responsibility for his education and how really needing to do that right now for mathematics tied to that is budgeting right money Right? Money, budgeting. What is he going to spend money on? What is he not going to spend his money on? And so all of a sudden, you know, you have math concepts that you're teaching. You also bring in very easily health piece, right? Because you need to budget for health, you need to budget for food, you need to budget for a home, right? Health. Physical safety is one of the foundational things. Love, physical safety. Like these are like foundational things for kids when they move forward. And and I'm glad to say, as Monica and I continue to move forward with our small business, all of a sudden I know that Jesus mathematically has budgeted out. For his physical health, as he goes out in welds, as he goes out into 120 degree heat and has to measure angles and all that kind of stuff. So
0: he is. He sent me a, a picture the other day of what he was having for breakfast, and it was t- his two clean energy drinks, his lean protein. Yes. And so. You know, that is the blessing also that you have that bond with your children when you homeschool. You get to see them and interact with them as adults in a different way, right? We're not, we're no longer picking what he's going to study. He's making his own decisions, but he's still, he seeks our advice. He values it. He's, you know, a blessing. And um, he was, at 10 years old, he still didn't even know how to read. Anyways, that's, we'll talk about that next week. But yeah, yeah. All these things, when you're homeschooling, remember, you are teaching so much more than you realize, but we are just used to seeing learning as only through the window of kind of sitting down and using a workbook or worksheets or textbook or something like that, and it's so much more than that. Parents, keep up the good work, and see you every day on Instagram at mrs.money.aviles, where I share daily tips and motivation continue to share these episodes. Only you know who needs to hear this, but somebody does need to hear this, and you are the one who can help them have greater confidence as they homeschool. Thank you so much, and we'll talk again on Wednesday. Peace. Thank you for spending time with us today check out our link below and subscribe to our podcast. We hope that we helped you by unlocking a new way of seeing homeschooling. Who else needs to hear this? Only you know. So take action and share it. Because remember, homeschool unlocked. It's not school. It's life.